You're listening to MageCast SideQuests, a podcast by the ABXY Mage and an ever-changing party of mages that discusses the many aspects of video games. This band of games writers focused on in-depth and long-form critique can be found on WordPress at thewellreadmage.com and on Twitter at thewellreadmage. Crowdfunding support makes possible the Well Red Mage, MageCast, and MageCast SideQuests. To support our Patreon campaign and our future vision, as well as see exclusives and rewards, visit patreon.com slash thewellreadmage. Like, follow, share, subscribe, and please leave us a review. And now, let the quest begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of Side Quests from our last episode, which was a solo recording featuring no guests, to the first episode featuring more than one guest. There's two guests. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about bosses, but not final bosses. So joining me today, making his second appearance on the podcast, is the Bizarro Mage. Bizarro Mage, how's it going? Hello, everybody. I'm good, thank you. Yourself? I'm all right. All right. That was like the most game show intro I've ever done. I was, I was psyched <laughs> up for that. <laughs> uh, what are you playing right now? Right now, I've been playing the same three or four games for what feels like forever. It's Resident Evil 2, the new one, the remake, uh, Breath of the Wild, and Persona 5. Oh, and Final Fantasy 9, the port to the Nintendo Switch. I've been playing that as well. So, uh, yeah. Played that before. Uh, Final Fantasy Nine. Yeah, I got it on release when it came out using my holiday money, which I was meant to spend on various things. But I spent it all in one go on the first day of my holiday on Final Fantasy Nine. My grandparents were not happy with me because I couldn't even do anything with it till I got home. So yeah, it's the Resident Evil Two remake, Breath of the Wild, uh, Persona Five, and Final Fantasy Nine are my games at the moment. Jesus, you're not giving yourself a lot of free time there, man. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of really big games. Yeah, yeah, man. Persona Five is massive. So is Breath of the Wild. Yeah, true. I just kind of go to that for a bit of wandering about and some sort of loose, freeform exploring at the moment, paragliding off things a lot. Do you ever pick one up and then feel like you don't remember what you were doing because you've you're playing four games at the same time? Yes, often. In fact, Resident Evil 2 I've, put on, I've kind of put on the back burner for now because I'm about to start the second scenarios for each character. And it's like, you know what? I'll, I'll leave it for a bit and get my JRPGs ground down a little bit. All right, very cool. So joining us for the first time ever is the Off-Centered Earth Mage. Off-Center, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right, buddy. Nice to be here. So at the moment... To follow Bizarro, I'm playing Devil May Cry 5, I'm playing Octopath Traveler, and I'm playing through a bit of Bayonetta and Bayonetta 2 on the Switch. So you're also playing a whole bunch of games all at the same time. <laughs> uh, I kind of, I managed to split it up fairly nicely. I mean, I'm also playing Red Dead Redemption 2 and Spyro, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's just, that's just me. <laughs> And you just made the comment about Bizarro not leaving himself a lot of freedom. Yeah. Yeah, but mm. like, it's who I am. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, in fairness, Devil May Cry is just handy to play 20 minutes here and there. Same with um, Bayonetta and Bayonetta 2, especially because they're on the Switch. I can just climb into bed, kill a half hour before I want to go to sleep. Um. Red Dead Redemption, I was playing through before Devil May Cry came out, so maybe that's why that's taking a bit of a backseat. 
Um, and Spyro, I'm kind of keeping Spyro as... I mean, everyone has that one game you just want to try on when you're not in the farm to play anything else. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Just just something to escape and have fun. Yeah, exactly, man. I actually haven't played Spyro yet. Oh, the, ever. The old one or the reignited. I think I played the demo on the PS1 back in the 90s. But that's about as far as I've yeah, got. Yeah, that's, that's all I've done. I feel so young. <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> when I, I feel like at I feel like when Spyro came out, I was just right at that stupid teenager age that was like, "Oh, I'm done with kitty games." I want my guns to have guns and blood. <laughs> right? Yeah, I just wasn't interested in it. You know, when when it came to PlayStation, I was like, "I want Metal Gear and Siphon Filter." Yes. And Final Fantasy VII and Twisted Metal. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna run out and buy a shoot the Kulugun Six. <laughs> I can tell we were on the same channel there. <laughs> but I think now that I'm older, I, I would have no problem going back and and giving Spyro a chance. Oh, especially well since I've heard so many good things about it. Especially with the the remaster, like I mean, Crash Crash was such a good remaster. I didn't think I'd ever see one done quite so well. But then Spyro, Spyro now compared to the original Spyro, it's so it's they just did it so well you know yeah as i as i recall didn't they get quite high up on the uh best games of last year on the well-read mage yeah it got like top two or three didn't it yeah i think it i know i think it lost out to smash as i recall yeah you're right which I disagree with. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never even played Smash. Before. I have Smash. I like Smash, but there's no way it was the best game of the year. <laughs> Could be an unpopular opinion amongst some circles. I'm good at presenting unpopular opinions. Um, so as I said, we are going to be talking about non-final bosses, mini-bosses, mid-bosses, whatever you call them. You know, the best, the worst, the best looking, the best music that accompanies them, series, genres. You know, one of the things that a lot, most video games, uh, at least for a long time, were known for were the boss battles. The number of them, the difficulty of them, the variety of them. Uh, So we're just going to talk a little bit about that. But just no Bowser, no Robotnik, you know, none of the, the final, final end game bosses so let's start with off center earth mage uh what are some of your favorites when it comes to non-final bosses oh that's oh that's a tough question i love to put myself through a bit of punishment so when i was trying to think of my favorite bosses i actually i ended up thinking favorite bosses for different reasons so for some strange reason don't know why wasn't even that big a uh, fan of the game I thought of the last giant boss in Dark Souls 2. Yeah, I haven't uh I haven't played a Dark Souls game yet. Oh man. Please do. <laughs> Bloodborne's on my short list. I it's, it's I almost claimed Bloodborne last night. Oh you should definitely claim Bloodborne. I might play that next. I've played Bloodborne, but I'm not massively into the Souls games. Could be controversial. But uh That's where I stand. Ooh. Ooh, controversy. <laughs> Audacity. <laughs> okay, so now sell us sell us on this boss now that you know I've never played it and Bizarro's oh, not a big fan. This, this isn't a good boss to sell anyone. 
<laughs> you see, you see, when I was thinking of the best bosses, for some reason, this comes into my head because a couple of years ago, when I first played through Dark Souls Two, just for me personally, this boss, any time I got it, it was like one of the first. It may have actually been the first boss you fight in Dark Souls Two. I can't remember, but every time I did it, I was like, "Wow, this it's it actually is really well designed." Like, for example, the boss, um, the more you damage him, I think you, he, he can lose a leg, he can lose an arm. There are different ways to attack you with. So the better you do in the boss battle, the easier it is. Obviously, that sounds like it would be every boss battle, but trust me, it makes sense. But um, for some reason, uh, Dark Souls 2 actually has this mechanic as well where you can make bosses in that area harder by uh, using an item. So I used all of those items that I could find to make this boss harder, purely because maybe it was just at the time I was really into Dark Souls. You know, first boss you fight type of thing, I wanted to do it as much as I can. I have heard that these Dark Souls fans are masochists, so that does fit in. Nowhere. <laughs> we but we're proud. We're, we're proud masochists. Well, certainly. <laughs> dignity. There's, there's a dignity in masochism. Oh, there really is. <laughs> All right, but Bizarro, why don't you give us uh, why don't you give us one of your favorites? Okay, okay one of my favorites, and it's uh, a game which is commonly mentioned in the well-read mages circles because it's a game that Red himself always drops everywhere. It's Chrono Trigger for, for the Ooh. for the snare. Yes, <clears throat> for the first half of the game or so, it's made out that the big bad in the game is this fella called Magus, who's like an evil wizard who's trying to summon bad things. And then about halfway through the game, you finally corner him in his castle and fight him. And I don't know if it's because it's a difficult boss or whether the, the stage you're fighting him in looks fantastic or whether it's the music, but that is one epic boss battle that stayed with me for a, a long time. Yeah, it's great too because playing throughout the level, you also get to encounter his his mini-bosses. Yeah, his henchmen. And then you get each time you beat one, it's like a mini achievement in itself. And then you finally get to the man himself, and you realise he's not the last boss at all. But he is a uh, hard work. And it makes him feel even—it's even more deceptive that there are those henchmen that you have to get through, and that those battles are so difficult. And then by the time you get to the final, you know, to the end of it, it really feels like, oh, this has to be the. You know, this has to be the end. Yeah, and the fact that he's been framed so well to be the villain that when at the end of the battle, when things progress from there, it's quite a surprise to find out that he's not the main villain at all. Yeah, and they really do a they really do a great job of making it a hard decision whether or not you want him to join your party or if you want to defeat him because they do kind of make him uh, sympathetic through his. Uh, development after that point. It was never a hard, a hard sell for me. He's got a scythe and a cape. He's in my party. I know he's so great. <laughs> so I, I don't think I. I don't know that I've ever not taken him into the party. No, he's he's the best optional character of all time. I love him. That was one of the ones that I was going to mention. That was the one I wanted to mention. But Chrono Trigger really has a lot of very memorable bosses throughout it. You know, uh, Yakra who then later transforms to disguise himself as the Chancellor. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I remember him. You know, what's the the giant, really muscly-looking monster that you fight at the top of the mountain? I can't remember what his name is. I remember the guy. He's but... got the... He's purple. Can't remember his name. They're always... They're, the design and the battle is always much more memorable than what their name is for some reason. Yeah. The big dinosaur ruler as well. Apparently it's a king or a queen, but there's uh, yes. a big old dinosaur um, ruler. Yeah, and then the... You fight Queen Zeal at the end of the palace, I think, right? Yeah, that rings a bell. She's the giant, yeah. There's some... What a... Man. It's my favorite game. I can't talk enough about it. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're, we're all of you still allowed to talk. We're calling a trigger. You're right. The right <laughs> it's just so good. No, it really is. The only, the only reason I'm being quiet about it is I remember so little, but I know I loved it when I played it. Yeah. So you haven't pl- you haven't played it since you were little? Is that what you're saying? Um, I yeah, I, I haven't played it in a long time. I must I played it when I was a child. But Do yourself a favor. I remember so little about it, but I know I have so many fond memories with it. Well, I'll play Bloodborne if you play Chrono Trigger. If you play Bloodborne, I mean, I might be getting ahead of myself, but but there's another boss I want to talk about in Bloodborne, and maybe I shouldn't if you're thinking about playing it. As long as you don't spoil it, by which I mean, just give me the cheating way to defeat it. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's not a spoiler. If anything at all, it'll make you not want to play Bloodborne. Oh, then go right ahead. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Um, so for me, this would definitely go in under... Uh, it's it's not even one of the categories you mentioned. I mean, does that, anyone have that boss where no matter how many times you fight him, no matter how many times you go back and play it again, and it, it's not even a hard boss... It doesn't necessarily have to be an easy boss, but there's always that one boss that just breaks you into a million pieces, no matter what. I think I know which one you're going to say, because it breaks me into pieces every time, too. Go on, take a (laughs) guess. Is it the Bloodstarved Beast? Oh, it is. I hate that thing! Oh, I hate (laughs) it! (laughs) So uh, basically, um, ABXY, because you haven't played the game, it's, it's a completely optional boss, but I didn't know this the first time I fought him. Same. Or the next 100 times that I fought him. Because it, whatever way the game is designed, you just you walk down this big kind of um, street, there's a huge chapel. It feels like one of those proper storyline things, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, look, talking about the boss, it, it honestly is not hard. It's your average kind of Soulsborne boss, you know, big, moves around, very agile, blah, blah, blah. But what Bloodborne uh, brought to the table for me is, it's like it's Dark Souls 3 kind of had this great me- uh, mechanic where halfway through every single boss fight, the boss would change like drastically. It, it'd bring you into a second phase, but a very noticeable one. Whereas with Bloodborne, it's less noticeable, but there's definitely a distinct second phase to each boss. Sometimes even a third, third, and fourth phase. You know, the odd different move, whatever. But for me, man, this this boss broke me. Yeah. Like, um, about Bizarro, you'd remember this. Fire is a big mechanic in Bloodborne. Yeah. I'd agree if with you that. use fire against essentially any boss... It, it makes it doesn't make it easier, but it's a good way to fight them. Or you'll do a bit more damage, whatever. Yeah. No matter what I did, I just couldn't do it. 
it's like um, every time you get so close to uh, killing the boss, and I mean like minuscule amount of health, one hit point type of thing, and it will always do something to just kill me in one go. Yeah, I think it had a cumulative poison effect towards the end of the battle as well. Where if you even stand near yeah. it, you get poisoned, and that was horrible. Yeah, um, I remember really into it. It felt at the time that it was just this thing it did at the very end, like an um, AOE attack. But that's actually, like, it's a, it's just a random attack. It's not even a thing that, oh, it's for the second phase. It just tends to happen towards the end of the fight for no good reason. Yeah, it's horrible. A horrible creature. It really is. Like, I spent two whole weeks of trying to beat that boss every single night. And, you know, it's a Bloodborne game. There's a bit of a trek to get back to the boss. Uh, to get back to the boss. And I, I must have fought him about 10, 15 times every night. And I just couldn't do it. I don't know why. I just couldn't do it. Horrible. Horrible beast. It just makes me happy knowing I'm not the only one. Yeah, I mean, I, I beat it, thought I was the best, then went on to the next boss, which absolutely flattened me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I don't think I'm cut out for these games. Uh, you have to get into masochism. <laughs> <laughs> well, boy, I just can't wait to play this. <laughs> I, I, I promise you, man, it's honestly not even that hard of a boss fight. Like, any time I've gone back, it's just one of those daunting things, because you know if you give it like an inch, it'll destroy you. It's working your head, isn't it? Yeah, man. <laughs> so I'll give I'll give you mine, which now actually wouldn't be because now that I'm an adult, I know the secret to how to beat it. But um, did you guys play Final Fantasy Four? Yes. yes. Yeah. So you remember? I think it's underground in the land of the gnomes, and you fight the queen that has four faces, Asura. Oh, yeah. That rings a bell. Yeah, it's familiar. Ah. Oh, that freaked me out as a kid, man. I I think is she an optional boss? Oh, I can't I, remember. I can't remember, man. I know the very first time I ever played through that game, I probably fought that battle like twenty times, and then just didn't touch the game again for like three years. What? That's not what you want. No. And then it turns out that all you had to do was, uh, I think, use a certain item on her to defeat her which infuriated me when I finally learned that See, that's, um, that's the thing about JRPGs, like, for example I, I can't even think of what game it was, I, I feel like it was a Final Fantasy game, maybe was it was it 10, was it 7 I can't remember, but there's um, there's a zombie type of boss and I know you can cheese it and just kill it with one healing potion it's seven. Oh yeah, it's you just seven. use a phoenix down or something. Yeah, it was the one. It's the it's the one under Cosmo Canyon, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one. Is it Gina Ginatak or something like that? You just chuck a phoenix down. Yeah. And see you later, pal. Blow it up with a phoenix down. I used to love doing that, and I still do. <laughs> I think the one in four is she casts Cure Four on herself, so you have to um, use like a mirror on her. So that when she uses it, it heals you instead of her, and then you can't use magic attacks against her. Ooh. Something like that. Something I wasn't going to think of when I was in third grade. You know what? Oh, There's a boss very similar to that that I've listed under my worst ever bosses, and that's Yuffie's dad, whatever he's called in Final Fantasy Seven. Is it Godo? Who does the exact same thing. And he's got multiple faces too. 
where it's just Yuffie fighting them as well. Yeah, I think I I had to come back later on in the game when I'd learn reflect, and then uh, sort him out that way. But that was a nightmare of a boss. I never thought about I when I think of terrible. Other than Asura, the other one I think of is uh, Emerald Weapon. Ooh. Oh, screw those guys. <laughs> oh, oh, the pain in those words. They were awesome designs, but they were a nuisance to fight. <laughs> I think that was the point, though. I remember when I finally got whatever it is that allows you to breathe underwater so you don't have the time limit anymore, and I was like, finally, I can beat it! And then I still couldn't. <laughs> yeah, it's a monster. It's a horrible underwater... It's just so hard. <laughs> yeah. Say, so, I, I think you have to be a Soulsborne fan to appreciate those bosses. Oh, no. You, the only thing is, um, you could say... I mean, for me, being a Soulsborne fan, I mean, I've played the, everything from Demon Souls to Dark Souls 3. Like, I'm going to get Sekiro when it comes out. I love those type of games because... It's so unforgiving, but in in a fair way. Yeah, that's the main criticism I hear of them. Well, not criticism, the main praise I hear of them. Like, for example, even with the the Final Fantasy bosses, I mean, in every game there's bosses that will just sponge attacks. I mean, look, it's it's how it is. They're they're there to be a challenge. But Mm -hmm. it never really feels unfair, you know? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'm I'm, I'm just rubbish at them. It takes a lot of practice. <laughs> I was playing Dark Souls 3, and there's a bit where you run across this bridge between a dragon breathing fire at you, and I thought it was dead clever. I got to a side, this giant knight destroyed me, and I ran away from him and tried to get the dragon to kill him, and he didn't. And then, oh, it's horrible. Is that at the very beginning? Yeah, it is. That is at the very beginning. No, that was a, that was a very nice callback to Dark Souls 1. That was, that was immense fan service. I do remember that. I've played a bit of the first one as well. I do remember the dragon there too. I got a bit bit further in the first one, but there you go. I think for me it's just, I mean, let's take every Soulsborne game, besides Demon Souls, because it, it just works differently. Dark Souls 1, you have to be very patient. Like, um, I mean, everyone knows about the Orange scene and Smaug fight. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't go into something like that and just button mash. I mean, you shouldn't button mash in a Souls game anyway. But, you know, the odd enemy, it'll work. You do damage. But no. if you play Dark Souls 1 with no patience, you're not going to enjoy it. I think, that's my, I think that's my main mistake of hit the button, hit the button, hit the button, no, I'm dead. I just panic and button mash. I can't help it. Yeah, I found um, with every... Maybe actually it's a, it's a staple of FromSoft. Between 1 and Bloodborne, and let's say Sekiro as well, um... I find it, with each new game, they want you to be more aggressive. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Bloodborne especially was uh, frenzied. Oh, completely. I guess that helps make it feel different, makes them feel different from each other, though. Yeah, like, I, I, cannot, I cannot wait to get my hands on Sekiro. I didn't even realize that was their game. No, as far as I... Yeah, no, it is. There's two, isn't there two samurai games coming out and very similar? Oh, Sekiro and Ghost of Tsushima. That might be the other one I'm thinking yeah. of. Um, I wouldn't call them not similar, but I wouldn't call them similar at the same time. They're just both very samurai. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, 
I mean, if you think Samurai games, you think the old Tenchu games, you think... Oh, yeah. Hero, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, I know what you mean. Now, they had some terrible boss fights, Tenchu games. Oh. The only thing is, though, um, the Tenchu get Sekiro is very heavily inspired by Tenchu. It's like if you mixed Dark Souls with Tenchu. Yeah, it sounds like a dangerous combination. Oh, oh, it really is. <laughs> so I want to move on to some of our other topics, but then at the end I want to come back and talk about favorites again, just in case any that we didn't already think of pop up after we talk about some others. Because I have some more, but I don't want to run through all of them right now. Yeah, I think I, I think I think I went on a bit there. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That was all good. It actually made me want to play Soulsborne games a lot more than I already. Do. I do want to play them. I just please do. Yet. They're they're honestly so well designed. They get a very bad rap for design, but I I just I don't see it. I also a lot of the negative things I see about them is that they're hard, but I like hard games. So exactly, hard games are a challenge, man. I'm I'm just too too bad at gaming to get very far on them. On the other hand, I'm not known for being patient, so we'll see how that goes. Good luck with the Bloodborne <laughs> Beast. <laughs> uh, so, Bizarro, what do you think in terms of different genres of video games? What genre do you think has the best non-final boss fights? Thank you for joining us for MageCast SideQuests. If you enjoyed listening, please like, share, and leave us a comment. Also, be sure to check out MageCast, an ensemble podcast hosted by the Well-Read Mage. To support this podcast and future content, visit us at patreon.com slash thewellreadmage. Guts, the theme song for SideQuests, was composed by Russell Gordon, the Iron Mage. I'm the ABXY Mage, and you can find me on Twitter at ABXY underscore reviews and at thewellreadmage.com. This quest may be complete, but more await beyond the horizon.